Hey there, this is Laura. I wanted to pop in to give you an update. This episode was recorded prior to our rebranding. What was once the Read It With Whiskey podcast is now work in progress, the Laura J Live podcast. This episode reflects that traditional Read It With Whiskey format and may have information and content that has since expired or changed. Please visit laurajlive.com for more information. Enjoy the episode. Are you an author who has always dreamed of turning their book into an audiobook? Quixotic Bell Media is the audiobook podcast production company for you. They specialize in helping authors turn their books into an episodic audiobook podcast, releasing one to three chapters of their book each week. The episodic format will pull in new readers, help you grow your author brand and business, and QBM even offers help with audiobook launch strategies and monetizing your podcast. With Quixotic Bell Media, you record the audio and let them do the rest. You can finally start your podcast and audiobook without raising a finger to the logistics or time-intensive tasks. This means you'll be able to get back to what's important in your author business, your writing. So if you're interested in working with QBM, visit www.quixoticbellmedia.com for more information. Hello and welcome to Read It With Whiskey, the place to be if you are a sci-fi or fantasy reader. My name is Laura and I am your host. I'm a reader, writer, and whiskey drinker here to share with you some amazing self-published authors within the sci-fi and fantasy genres. On today's episode, we're talking with Tanaya MKD. Tanaya is a lifelong book addict and a lover of magic and superpowers. Her hobbies include playing with her beautiful son, drinking coffee that's gone cold and calling it iced, collecting notebooks she deems too pretty to actually write in, and eating the delicious plant-based food her husband cooks when he isn't making music. Tanaya hopes that by pursuing this career of her dreams, she can show her son, and anyone else who's watching, that where there is a will, there really is a way. It's not just a saying. Tanaya and I had so much fun talking today, and we are talking all about new identity. I can't wait to dive in, but first, let's hear about new identity. There can be power in forgetting. Each day, a woman wakes up in an unfamiliar place and an unfamiliar body. With her memory wiped, she's left with nothing but questions and the determination to keep herself together long enough to answer them. Being thrust into the life of someone else every day brings obstacles and she has no leads. But just when her hope is running thin, a man with answers shows up at her door. It turns out she isn't the only one with the power to do the impossible, and dangerous people are hunting them all. Relying on others for safety goes against her instincts, but if she wants to get her body back, remember who she is, and regain control of her life, then she has no choice. She has a fight ahead of her, one that she can't hope to win alone. Let's dive into the interview with Tanaya MKD. Welcome to Read It With Whiskey, the interview podcast featuring science fiction and fantasy authors. My name is Laura Gentinen, your host and the author of the Shockwave series. Within this podcast, I bring to you all the behind-the-scenes secrets to how these guest indie authors bring their books into the world. If you are a sci-fi fantasy reader, then you need to hear from these authors. Let's learn about the person behind the page. Sit back, sip some whiskey, and lean in to these self-published authors. Hello, Tanaya, and welcome to Read It With Whiskey. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. 
I'm so excited to talk to you. And I think it's mainly because I really enjoyed your book. And for those of you watching the video, there is a beautiful book cover here. We're going to talk about the book cover, but New Identity is the book we're going to talk about. And before we dive into that, I would love for you to tell our listeners, why did you decide to become a writer? So I started writing when I was young, but it it was mainly journaling. And I I wrote for really just for therapy. I found when I was really young that it was much easier for me to get what was on my heart and on my mind out on paper than it was for me to ever talk about things. So for pretty much my, as soon as I could pick up a pen, I was writing in diaries and it wasn't until probably like when my dad passed away, um, in 2016, I think it was no 2014 that I, made my first attempt at writing fiction and it didn't go very well. It didn't go very far. I convinced myself that I couldn't do it, um, that it was just too hard. And then when I, when everything shut down and I actually had time and I didn't have work I had to go to, and I kind of reached a point in my life where I was tired of thinking about myself that way and thinking that I can't do things. Um, my husband was like, why haven't you written one yet? And I was like, you know, I, I don't have a good answer for you. So that was when I, I started writing fiction. And, um, I actually started writing new identity. That's the the first novel that I've ever written to completion. And it um, at the time I didn't realize I was still writing for therapy, but, um, now that I'm writing book three and I'm understanding more of what I have weaved into these characters and into the story, I see that that is really still why I'm writing. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I definitely can relate to that because I know I've used writing as a type of therapy myself and I have, I probably have used my actual books that I've written my fiction books in that aspect, but I do a lot of journaling. Like you mentioned, I did a lot of diaries when I was a kid, a lot of journals. And then when I moved away, I had my mom burn all of them. I was like, I don't want to look back on these. And I think that's one of my biggest regrets. I'm like, that was where I started writing. So I can definitely relate to that, to that aspect. And your fiction is superhero fiction. So what was it that you thought made you go towards that avenue, that type of fiction? So it's kind of interesting because I will never be able to write a book the way that I wrote New Identity again. Because when I sat down to write it, I didn't know that I was writing superhero fiction. I didn't know anything about what I was writing. I only knew that I wanted to write a book. So I sat down and just started writing. And what came out was a superhero novel, but I didn't know that was what was happening until I got to like chapter five or six. It really was just a very organic and and fluid thing that just kind of poured out of me. And for those who know me really well and have known me most of my life, they're like, yeah, of course you wrote a superhero novel. Like that makes total sense. But um, it wasn't what I set out to do. So it just was very, it was a very natural progression for me. (laughs) That's interesting that you didn't know it was a superhero superpower book because right there in the first chapter, it's like this person is jumping bodies basically. So (laughs) there's a little bit of magic in there. So, I mean, we might as well just talk about what the book is about now that I've said that. So tell everybody what is new identity about? So I like to call the identity saga as a whole as, um, like a superhero origin story for a very unlikely hero that has a power that could be a curse. And that's kind of what the whole thing is about. New identity is just the very beginning of that 
larger story. So in New Identity, a woman wakes up with what she believes is total amnesia. She has no memory and that's obviously very scary. But then the next day she wakes up in a child's body in another state. And that is obviously terrifying. So she experiences that for a few days where she wakes up um, in different bodies, possessing different people um, with her consciousness. And uh, just when she's kind of starting to believe that this must be a special ring of hell or, um, you know, this is like, she has no idea how this is happening. Um, She meets someone named Cade who seems to know a little bit more about her than he initially lets on. And uh, when she narrowly escapes a kidnapping attempt, she finds safety at a facility that holds answers to questions about what is happening to her, but they are not at all what she expected. That was a pretty good summary of the beginning of the book. Yeah. This book is fun because this person is jumping bodies in the beginning. We don't know who she is. She doesn't know who she is really because she's lost some of her actual memory. And then she has to kind of figure out who she is throughout the book. And I think that's a deeper theme, like identity, obviously the identity saga. And so how many books, there's two books out in this series. How many is there going to be in total? Do you know yet? At least four, but potentially five or six. Oh, so exciting. My pro- <laughs> yeah, my process doesn't give me a lot of forewarning about things. Um, it all kind of just comes out as it comes out. So I know where we're going and it's it's just a matter of how long it's going to take us to get there. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Do Are you more of a, a pantser then? So do you plot out these books or are you just kind of like whatever the characters want? I let the characters lead for sure. Definitely a discovery thing, like 100% discovery with new identity. Like I said, when I sat down, I didn't even know what the character, and I think that part of, that might be part of why my character didn't know who she was. I learned who she was as she learned who she was. Um, Yeah. The, in future books, you know, when you're writing a series, you do have to do a little bit more planning um, because now you've laid seeds and you have like threads that you have to carry out. But, um, and like I said, I do know where things are going to end up. I know like an overall kind of arc for each of my characters, but, um, as far as the steps we take to get there, it's all on them, whatever they want to (laughs) do. I find that whenever I try to plan something, like I'll, I'll have this whole chapter planned out. I'm like, I know exactly what's going to happen today. So I sit down to write it and then it goes completely differently. And it always turns out better than what I had planned. So I just let them lead and it seems to work. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm like, just lead me to where I need to go. And then, yeah, getting to, to book three. Now you're like, okay, now you have to have some type of a plan or a little bit more plotting. Otherwise you're going to forget who died and who lived and who's missing. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially because I dropped the ball on doing a um, series Bible. Mm-hmm pretty, I I know I should have done it early on. Like when I wrote new identity, I should have just been doing it from the beginning. I just wanted to keep writing. So I just kept writing. And now I'm, now I'm like, well, I should probably go back and make sure that everyone still has the same eye color. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. No, I'm in the same boat as you. Oh, but yeah, series Bible is definitely something uh, to think about for the future, for sure. Yeah. I'll never, I'll never do this to myself again. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously this book was a little bit more of a subconscious thought or process because you didn't know what was coming. So what was it that you think, obviously you said you had your father pass away and you had some other things going on in your life. Is that kind of like just trying to find yourself and move forward? Is that what inspired this story? Or was there maybe some childhood memories that came up, anything like that? 
I'm still kind of unraveling it if yeah. I'm honest. Um, cause I'm, I'm starting, it's only now writing book three and realizing the things that these characters are going through that I'm seeing like, Oh, mm-hmm. that's cause I'm going through that, you know, like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm just kind of starting to recognize all of it, but as far as like the superhero thing, um, my dad is really who inspired me to love sci-fi and superheroes and really just even fantasy um, in general from a very young age, because that's what he loved. And I wanted to be just like him. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he's definitely that inspiration is what led to, I think the, the overall type of story that I wrote Um, and all of the little nuanced things are kind of I'm learning what they mean as I, (laughs) as I get through them but those are a lot more about uh, just my, my feelings and and thoughts about humanity and dealing with dealing with the whole world wrapped into these characters lives. That's beautiful. Thinking about this book. I mean, it's, it's superhero. So everybody loves a good superhero story, but who specifically should be the person to pick up this book? Like who should read this book right now? Um, I, I have gone back and forth many times about whether or not this is for a younger audience or adult audience. Um, I think that this is one of those books that kind of just really fits in the middle of the road that would technically be like maybe new adult. Um, I think that really anyone from ages 16 to 40 or beyond really could enjoy this story. Um, It's not quite coming of age, you know, because these, these characters are older and most of them know themselves, but Nova is really just learning who she is. So I think that there's something to relate to for everyone. I think anyone that likes action, that likes, um, struggles with morality, good and evil. anyone that likes really just digging into how humanity leads us, how our humanity leads us through, uh, traumatic situations or, um, how people deal with extraordinary circumstances, Mm -hmm. um, and, and really dig into that human element. I think a lot of people will like this book, but of course that's, I know in marketing, (laughs) you're specifically like, no, pick, pick someone. And I'm like, well, you know, that's hard. I think a lot of people (laughs) would like it. Yeah. And I think depending where you are in in life, you'll be able to latch onto the things that you need within the story because there is the the basic level superhero story. Like, okay, these people have powers, let's fight the bad guys. But then there's also the personal relationships and the growth throughout the book. And so I think depending on your age, you're really going to get different things from the story itself. And like, just thinking about like emotional roller coasters that people go through with books, like there's going to be parts where you laugh and where you cry and where you smile and maybe feel uncomfortable. And there's going to be that not quite black and white, but it's like that gray zone where you're like, I don't know if that's actually a good thing or a bad thing. And I think, yeah, it kind of wraps up everything in between. How about you? What do you, what emotions do you think people go through when they read this book? It's funny because I didn't necessarily mean to be mean for it to be humorous ever. I just, Nova's voice is just so strong and kind of sarcastic. And I didn't know that it was anything that was I was capable of writing, but I've actually had a lot of people say that it's funny and that she's so funny. And I'm like, well, good. I'm not funny. I don't know how she made it, but <laughs> she, I've, I've heard that plenty of people laugh. Um, but yeah, I do hope that it does make people feel something. And, you know, this is really just the tip of the iceberg for the overall story. So I, I think that those, um, those feelings of, understanding of the greater like human struggles within these characters really comes in book two and book three but 
I do hope that people feel the like the humanity within the extraordinary when mm-hmm. they're reading this. And I don't know whatever emotion that brings up for the individual. The humanity. I like that. Very cool. So let's dive a little bit into the characters. We're not going to go through all the characters, but we have our main character, Nova. She's the one who wakes up and she's like, I'm in a random woman's body. Now I'm in a child's body. Now I'm in a man's body. First of all, if I woke up and I was in a man's body, I would just be like, nope, going back to bed, like not happening. <laughs> that I love that chapter. It was so good. That's where I laughed quite a bit because I was like, yeah, that would be struggle. But yeah, so tell us a little bit about Nova and her power that she is finding out she has. Ooh, yeah, so Nova, um, Nova has a possession ability. Um, so she has no control over it. Um, whenever she goes to sleep and is unconscious, she, um, she, her consciousness transfers bodies. So this has led to her no longer having her original body and not knowing what happened to it. But, um, yeah, so she has no control over in this book. She has no control over how it happens, um, or where she ends up. So it's really, it's something that on one hand is, is kind of cool if she could control it maybe, but it's also, it comes with a lot of like moral dilemmas because she's possessing someone else's body. She's taking over their consciousness. They have no control over themselves when she's in them. Um, she doesn't know if she hurts them when she does this. And of course her lack of control when she has to go through this, she has so little control over her life. So that's a kind of reoccurring theme as well. Yeah. It's, it's one of, it's a, it's a power, but it comes with a lot of issues. Yeah, definitely with weight. It's almost like a curse. And then, yeah, we go through the story and growth and all the stuff happens. And, but when (laughs) I was reading it, especially at the very beginning, it was really ironic because I read MK Williams, the infinite infinite right before I read your book. And that book starts out with her main character waking up and she's like, I don't know where I am right now. Like, I think I recognize where I am, but I'm not sure. And so the fact that her book and your book started in such a similar way was just like so many parallels. Her book is about multi-dimensions. And so she was actually in an alternate dimension than her own. So different situation Ooh. completely. <laughs> Very good book. Her episodes was the one that came out right before yours. But that book was a lot of those vibes came in when I started reading New Identity, but also The Host by Stephanie Meyer. I don't know if you've read The Host. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, that book definitely gave me vibes because obviously they have a person or a being within the mind and it's taking over the body. And so that element kind of was brought forth. So I just wanted to put that out there. Those kind of books definitely came to light while I was reading. I absolutely love that book. It is one of my favorites. Um, I, yeah, I, I absolutely love that book. I think it's one of Stephanie Meyer's best. Mm-hmm, definitely. I, I read it before I ever even heard of Twilight. And so when I then heard of Twilight, I was like, well, I love the host. I got to read Twilight. And then Twilight blew up and nobody talked about the host. And I was like, this one was way better, you guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I was the opposite. I read Twilight like six times before I even knew mm-hmm. the host was out. Um, but I was like, oh, this is much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Well, anyway, so yeah, I definitely got those types of vibes uh, when I was reading your book. And so it was kind of like nostalgic for me to go back to that, the host, and I'll have to go back and read that now. But anyway, back to the characters. So I don't want to dive into each and every individual character because there's a load of characters that you've piled in here. And it makes sense because there's going to be at least four, maybe five or six books. Got to have a wide range of characters. 
So instead of diving into each of the characters, let's dive more into the superpowers that we find within the book. So let's talk about that a little bit. What superpowers do we see? Um, so we have a, I try to have a, a, a decent variety. I have super strength, kind of like a energetic force field ability, a teleportation, rapid healing. Who else am I thinking? Oh, so um, like, so Cade's power is really something that he's just kind of discovering and trying to figure out, but it has to do with um, controlling people's emotions and consciousness. Hello, kitty. His meow is so terrible. It's adorable. I love it. <laughs> it's like a bark. Yeah. So his power is really interesting. And then I have some fire powers. Shapeshifter. Sh- yes. Shapeshifter. Thank you. Yeah. With, with such a large cast of characters, which just felt really natural for the type of world that I wanted to create. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's something that not everyone loves um, is my big cast. And especially because it's hard to give everyone the screen time that you need yeah. to really develop them in a first, in a first uh, book. But um it just, it felt like that was the only way to tell this story just right. If you can believe it, there was actually one more um, wow. who was, a, a, who had an invisibility power, but she died in draft three. Oh, <laughs> didn't die. She, she popped out. She was cut, in draft, she was three. cut yeah. in draft three. Yeah. Oh yeah. It happens. It happens. Yeah. But she, uh, yeah. So I, I might use invisibility later on. But yeah, I, back. I tried, to have a, tried to have a variety of, of characters with different abilities. Yeah, kind of like X-Men vibes where there's a bunch of different people with a bunch of different powers. And hey, if X-Men can do it, then so can you bring on all the powers. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I love X-Men is a huge inspiration for me. I absolutely love X-Men. So exciting. And yeah, I just love I love stories with superpowers and and different abilities. And it makes me think about what superpower would I want to be able to just have in my own personal life. So I'm going to ask you that question. What superpower do you wish you had? That is so tough. Um, because there's like 12 that I would like, I think maybe, um, Oh gosh. Teleportation would be really handy. Mm-hmm, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Teleportation. I think, especially if we could like really, harness it and get really good at using it. Um, Zane in this book has some limitations, but um, there's another character that can do it a little bit more. And uh, his, his powers are pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty intense. Yeah. I love Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. It reminds me, all of these different things are, I'm coming back to my memory as we talk about the book. Uh, What was the movie called? Jumper, I think, where they had teleportation where he could jump anywhere. And I always think like, okay, either teleportation or the ability to fly. But if you can teleport, you can just teleport yourself up there and then teleport yourself back on the ground. So technically you could fly if you, if you look at it that way. Controlled falling. (laughs) Yeah, fall. (laughs) Falling in style is Toy Story. (laughs) Oh, so fun. All right. So yeah, there's so much that happens in this book. We find out she needs to she wants to figure out where her old body is and that is kind of where the the big bad comes in where these evil people are and and like you alluded to before um at the very beginning she almost gets abducted and then she's saved and brought somewhere else so without spoilers can you tell us a little bit about the bad guys in the book yeah yeah um i actually like if when i'm asked who my favorite character to write is i of course it's like trying to choose a favorite child it's really difficult but um our big bad Crowley, David Crowley, is 
definitely one of my favorites. Um, and if only reading book one, you'd be like, why? But um, <laughs> as as he grows and his story grows, um, he is someone that's really close to my heart. He believes truly that he is on a path to do what is best for humanity and to kind of save the world. He looks, he's been raised to look at the world and see the issues within it, see the overpopulation issues, our um, mismanagement of resources, the um, kind of the, the filth of society in his, in his words. So his main objective is to, uh, is to fix it. And he thinks that he is the person, the perfect person to do it. He thinks that he um, is the only one with the education and the uh, resources to make it happen. And so he's taken that responsibility on himself to make the world a better place. So um, Nova plays into it because he believes that he needs to, there's a lot of reasons <laughs> that I guess I shouldn't go hundred percent into, but he believes that he needs certain abilities in order to fulfill this duty. He believes he needs Nova's. She's, she's a key to his, his success, and yes. his, his craziness. Ooh, I love mm -hmm. it. And he's actually featured on the cover, which brings mm -hmm. us to the cover. So I, I love the cover because I think that's originally how I found you on Instagram was the cover was circulating. And I was like, Ooh, bam, color, like vibrant. I love it. And then even book two, I mean, book two's on the back. So those of you viewing, it's very tiny. You can go look it up. Um, and even that cover is really vibrant in a different way, they, but they still match at the same time. So did you plan out what the cover would look like or did a cover designer do this? Tell us a little bit. I worked with the most patient and wonderful cover designer <laughs> because um, <laughs> I was like, you know, this is my first time doing this. So how should I, you know, do, do you want me to give you a lot of direction or should I just kind of let you go with it? And she was like, some people give me a lot of direction. Other people just kind of let me wing it. And I was like, okay, so I want this, this, and this. <laughs> um, so yeah, it really, what it was is I want my covers to portray a piece of the story. So that um, Gwen isn't in the, um, the crystal isn't in that final scene where Nova and uh, Crowley match up, but I wanted that to depict the, the kind of the climax of the story. And then yeah. for book two, it's the same that the setting and everything of the cover art depicts the uh, depicts the climax of the story. So that's, I don't ever get the cover designed until I am done with the first draft and I know where that's going to take place. And yeah. And then as far as the vibrancy, that was something that was really important to me because that's what catches my eye in a cover. I love the vibrant colors. And then if you, if you're familiar with Gwen, anyone who reads the first book, you'll understand that it has to be vibrant. Yes. It has to be vibrant. Ooh, we're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. So let's dive into a few questions about you as a reader. So as writers, we all read at least a little bit. So what is your favorite genre to read? Definitely sci-fi fantasy. Um, I kind of lean a little bit more fantasy lately. I am absolutely loving the Throne of Glass series right now. So I read a lot of like upper YA fantasy, but I love sci-fi elements thrown in there. Yeah. Do you think you would ever write fantasy or are you, you going to stay in sci-fi? Yes. 
Yes. I'm definitely going to be writing fantasy in the future. Um, I actually have a few of my next ideas lined up, maybe something a little bit witchy. Ooh, fun. <laughs> I like yeah. it. Yeah. So science fiction, fantasy, you like to read those. And how many books would you say you read in 2021 if you had to guess? Ooh, 2021 wasn't a great reading year for me. Well, you were writing, you were writing and editing and publishing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So I will never do that to myself again. I think 2021 will be the only year that I ever <laughs> publish two books in a year because I'm not just, unfortunately, I'm not just a writer. I also have my toddler and my husband and, um, I do work part-time as a beer tender in a local restaurant. So, um, I don't have hundred percent of my life to commit to writing. And I, during 2021, I would stay up until four or five o'clock in the morning working. And then I would get up at eight to be up with my son. So I was very, I burnt out. Um, Oof. and as much as I loved it and I was, I was so invested and I, that I wanted to be doing that, but I, uh, I have to understand my, my energy levels going forward. So I didn't read a lot. I worked a lot and, um, I loved it, but I pushed myself too hard. So in 2022 though, I've already read 15 books. So there you go. this is just, this is a much better year. I'm managing my energy a lot better and I'm recognizing how reading cre- fills my creative well and makes me a better writer. So, um, I've learned a lot actually through reading this year. Yeah. Finding that healthy balance. I'm all about the balance and yeah, I don't have any kids, so I don't know how you do it. I don't know how all of you mothers who are listening to the show, even how how you can handle it all props to you guys. Oh, all right. So you kind of alluded to it, but I want to ask what are some projects that are coming up besides books three, four, maybe five or six within this series? What are some other projects you have going on? Um, so I, I think that I will definitely carry out the rest of this series before I jump into anything else, but I have some ideas and, uh, I don't really want to, I don't know. So you don't have to tell us it's okay. <laughs> so I, I want to, is the thing I'm like, let me talk about it. Um, but I, so what I want to kind of do is do something not quite a spinoff. It won't be something that you have to have read the identity saga to read the next books, but it'll be one of those things where if you have read both, you'll go, Ooh, that's when that happened and that, you know? So, um, but very different at the same time. Um, I'm imagining a very different setting and, um, like in a fantasy world and, um, a, like a witchy sort of elemental magic kind of story. And I have no idea where that will take me. I've only written the first chapter, like kind of almost more of a prologue of that, but I know who the main character is or main characters are. And some of my readers have met them. And uh, yeah, so that I'm really excited about that one. Oh, so exciting. I love hearing about new projects because no matter how many books a writer has written, they just like start glowing because they get so excited. Like this is the next project I'm going to work on. And oh, so exciting. I love it. All right. Well, this is Read It With Whiskey and it wouldn't be Read It With Whiskey without talking a little bit about whiskey. So what's your favorite whiskey to drink? I am 100% a whiskey drinker if I'm going to have, um, I mean, I, I guess I have wine more often, but I do love my whiskey. I haven't, I've only had my favorite once. Well, one bottle of it because it's kind of harder to come by, but I had to write down the name. It's um, Ravenswood Rye Whiskey from Journeyman Distillery. 
it's an organic whiskey that's made. I can't remember the entire story now. It was introduced to me when me and my husband went to um, Sidecar in San Luis Obispo. It's like a craft cocktail lounge. And um, we were going there around our wedding and the owner was there talking to us and giving us samples of stuff and just being super kind. And he gave us a sample of this. And I guess that I think the story is something with they use like a local water source that is like considered to be really clean for a certain reason that I can't remember now, but, um, this was years <laughs> ago, but, um, yeah, it's, it's an organic whiskey. That's just the spice and the, Oh, it's so mm. good. I love rice. So oh. that one would be my favorite. I love it. Oh, so exciting. All right. Tanaya, where can people find you and find your books and follow along with your author journey? I am on Instagram at Tanaya MKD. I have my website, TanayaMKD.com, where you can sign up for my newsletter and get um, personal and more in-depth updates about my process once a month. And um, my books are available pretty much everywhere, like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Google Play, and all that. Yeah, just search my name. Well, I've had so much fun talking with you. I'm excited to see where this series goes. So I will be following along with your journey. And just thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was great talking to you. Talking with Tanaya was such a treat, and I did want to give you guys a few updates since recording the interview, actually. So New Identity is the first book in her series, and she actually just republished it with a few different revisions. So if you have read the book um, a while back, you can get the updated version. Uh, Just that quick little update for you. Powered Identity is also out right now, so definitely go and dive into that book. And her website actually has signed paperbacks, signed book plates, character art, and stickers. So you definitely want to go and check out her website to make sure that you can take advantage of all the different things she has around the New Identity series. All right, so next week, we're going to be talking about mermaids, actually sirens, and there is a difference between mermaids and sirens, all right? So not many people know, but we talk about it. We are going to talk with Naomi Kelly all about her book, Meraki, A Siren Story. It is a really fun, action-packed interview, and it's also really fun to listen to her because she's from Dublin, Ireland. So we're going to talk with her next time. I don't want you guys to miss it. I'll talk to you then. You've been listening to an episode of Read It With Whiskey. I am your host, Laura Gentinen, and I just wanted to personally hop in and say thank you so much for listening. Your support of the podcast means so much to me, and I would really appreciate it if you could go onto your favorite podcast platform and rate and review the show. By rating the show, you're going to help more people find the podcast so then we can grow. Once you review the show, share it on your social media, share your favorite episode with your friends, and come back next time to hear more from self-published authors. I'll talk to you soon.